Okay, guys, let's just get this out there. I like music. I like all kinds of music. I like the crooners, the Sinatras, the Martins, the big bands. You know, throw a little in the mood in there for me, and I'll listen to it all day long. Uh, Bach of the classicals. Uh, the surf music, Jed and Dean, not the Beach Boys. I like the Beach Boys, but Jed and Dean. Uh, honestly, surf music's probably the first music genre that, uh, that I liked that wasn't about my brother. It was actually before he brought his stuff around. Uh, you know, the protest songs of the 60s, the, the rock guitar uh, music of the 70s, uh, the grunge music of the early 90s, the post-punk rock era that came right after the 80s. You know, in, in the 21st century, I was still a little out on it, but you, uh, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, NF, if you want to go the way of some of the rap stuff, so he's putting out some amazing stuff. Uh, I think YouTube is going to save music uh, right now. If you go on YouTube, the people self-publishing on YouTube, some of it's just amazing. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked out Cam Cole, uh, I can definitely uh, recommend him. He's pretty impressive. But I left out the 80s. The 80s in themselves uh, was a different era. Uh, even with Gen X, the ones that were raised in the 70s. I'm talking the teenagers, the ones that went through high school in the 80s. I mean, 80s, as it's in the 80s. Uh, that's, that's a subset within Gen X. And they are extremely influenced by their, by their music. Uh, and by that, we had this discussion the other day with somebody. Uh, it's one of the few uh, eras around uh, that really music affected them different. And I've had this discussion with my moms and with friends, and they talk about how great their music was and everything like that. But the difference is, is I can run out to my car right now. I can turn on the radio and I can find two, maybe three radio stations right now that do nothing but play 1980s music. Um, even the mainstream radios, every so often, they throw in an 80s song. You know, the 50s were defined greatly by their music and they, they defend their music. And there's some great music out of the 50s. Uh, really enjoy that stuff. But... In the 80s, which would have been 30 years after the 50s, which is basically where we're at right now, a little later, I couldn't go out to my car. Well, I didn't have a car. I couldn't go out to my mom's car and find a radio station that did nothing but play 1950s music. I didn't have, uh, you know, the kids weren't walking around still singing it not understanding that, hey, that was 30-something years ago. So there is a difference. It's not better, necessarily. Uh, it was just viewed different. You know, everything was stamped by music. You know, you remember your first kiss by, by the song that was played. You know, I remember the very first song I played uh, when I drove by myself in, the, in my car right after I got my license. 
Whitney Houston's uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody was a song that was played when I was going through basic training and they finally let us go uh, get a break at the at the Brigade uh, PX. And I sat down and had a Coke for the first time in, by that time, six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. And that song came up on this video jukebox. To this day, I can't hear that song without it meaning something. Uh, and that's everything, you know, the, the, the song as you were uh, in high school, the one that meant something when you went to your, your prom, the song for the homecoming. Anyway, I could keep going on that, but it, it just stamped our lives so much when the ones went through there. But you know what? We weren't always, especially me, the uh, music uh, aficionados that we have now. I can remember when I was little. Uh, my mom would uh, take us to the grocery. There was three of us, uh, early 70s. Uh, maybe, yeah, early 70s, like mid-70s. She would take us to the grocery, three young kids. And uh, they had the bins uh, that had all the different small little 45s uh, albums, I mean, uh, records. And uh, every so often, every few weeks or something, I think they cost, shoot, I don't remember, maybe dollar a piece, something like that. My mom would probably say I'm wrong. Um, but we just got to pick out a pick out a record. And uh, I didn't know much about music, evidently, uh, looking back on it. But I would always come away with, uh, you know, uh, I specifically remember the, the, the theme to Happy Days. Uh, one day was the, uh, the theme to Welcome Back Carter. Or Cotter. And so, you know, that was my music. It's just what I happened to hear at the time. But, uh, and there was some great music going on in the 70s, but, uh, yeah, I didn't know about it. So, or at least at that time. So, so bring us to, uh, the late 70s. Uh, I guess my, honestly, my first influence, if you want to talk about my siblings, uh, was my sister, you know, because uh, she would probably let me listen to her albums a lot easier than my brother would at the time. But uh, but but uh, with her I had uh, you know, Sean Cassidy, uh, Life Garrett, uh, the soundtrack to Grease was probably the first uh, interest in the to something a little more different. But that's where I was. Uh, I think she had a couple of Barry Manilow albums. Uh, so that's what I was listening to. And every so often, uh, my brother would bring some music into the house. Uh, and I could hear it in his room. Uh, and you, you got to remember, uh, eventually, he didn't have it at first, but uh, my brother Stereo, he had one of those uh, stack stereos on a small cart that had, you know, the different shelves. Uh, it was probably a JVC. I know that the tuner was, but, you know, each section was in a different, was in a, a all by itself. You know, you, you had the turntable, you had the receiver, you had the equalizer, the, the little thing for the cassette player. Um, and he didn't have it at this time, but, you know, but later on he, he got one of the very first CD player I ever saw. Shoot, I think it cost him, three, four hundred dollars. It might be more than that. 
and then, you know, we had the, the, the speakers that came off to the side. And uh, to a kid, you know, I was three years younger than him and wasn't into the, didn't know that music. And uh, I would hear stuff coming out of there. And he's the, the first one that introduced me. You know, we ha first place I ever heard uh, Van Halen, the, the Diver Down album. Um, Aerosmith, uh, uh, the Draw the Line album was the first Aerosmith I ever heard. Uh, we had Chicago. Uh, Billy Squire introduced me to him. Uh, Kiss. I psh, know anything about Kiss. Uh, and he brought this album into the house with these guys made up in this makeup. You know, it kind of looks silly, but the music. And even when I first hear it, I was like, I don't like that. But you know what? I secretly would go in there and listen to it sometimes. And uh, you know, then, of course, you know, later on in the 80s, Blondie, uh, Pat Benatar, uh, that type of thing. So it got more to where I would hear that stuff. And uh, then I'd ask him, hey, can I go, uh, can I borrow your album? So... Uh, he would let me take one or borrow one in there. And, uh, of course, my little stereo, little turntable thing, it was just one of those little desktop, small little speakers on it. It was fine for a little room, you know, at a house. But it, it wasn't that. Uh, wasn't what he had. But, uh, you know, it was enjoyable. I did it. I listened to it. And uh, I realized there's a lot more out there. Uh, and... Uh, so, he would work, of course. You know, he had a small job. And uh, he's, eh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not. So, I would always sit there, not always, but uh, I'd watch it as, as his car pulled out of the driveway to go to work. I knew uh, there wasn't anybody in his room. So, uh, I'd go in there. I'd listen to the album. Uh, I'd go through his, uh, his uh, collection and play it on his stereo, you know, uh, turn his turntable on that, that was separate and sit there all by itself and the table itself kind of floated. Uh, the sound was just so much crisper and, uh, I'd have his albums out listening to them and, uh, uh, more than once, more than once I'm telling myself he, uh, show up before I realize what time it is and, I just start putting albums in sleeves. Uh, they were definitely the wrong albums, definitely the wrong sleeves, definitely the wrong covers. And uh, then I'd have to wait until uh, he was outside or hopefully uh, didn't play anything until the next day he went to work and I'd have to sneak in there and, and fix it, get them all back in order. So he probably never knew I actually did that. Probably every once in a while found an album uh, in the wrong cover. And, uh, yeah, that was me. If he ever was listening to this, uh, that was me. But, uh, at some point, I guess, I don't know if he realized I was listening to this stuff or, uh, it was just, uh, an easy, uh, easy thing to get for me when there was stuff coming up. But he started buying a, an album for me, you know, for a birthday, for Christmas, that type of thing. And, uh, the, maybe not the first one, but the, uh, the one that really brought me into music and I felt as if, you know what, I've got a real artist. I've got a real album. 
1980 for Christmas. Uh, this was released in uh, November of that year, of 1980, and at Christmas, he bought me uh, the Double Fantasy album by John Lennon. And it ended up being John Lennon's last album. But, uh, and I listened to it. And it took a minute. There was a couple of songs that are okay. Uh, but you know what? If I go back and listen to it now, there's a lot of songs that are good. Uh, watching the wheels at the time. Yeah, I enjoyed it because it had a, a, you know, a catchy little tune, uh, to the chorus. I'll go back and listen to it now. And you know what? That is a heck of a song. So, uh, or it just put together very well. And uh, that's the stuff I learned along the way because I got exposed to stuff. And this was the first one that was mine. I didn't have to go in there and get his. Uh, he bought several over the years for me. Uh, he finally, you know, that's where I got my REO Speedwagon, uh, the High Infidelity album. It's uh, where I got that album. It's where I got the, uh, believe, uh, the Sticks album, the Paradise. There's a couple more in there I've been sitting trying to think of. But he bought me several. And, uh... And because of those albums, I think, is where I started developing that sense uh, and enjoyment and what it meant to have music in that thing. The Double Fantasy album I was telling you about by John Lennon. I don't hear starting over without, without thinking about that Christmas morning in 1980 when I got this. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I had my stereo down in the middle of our living room, full of other stuff. And I had the stereo in there playing that album. And not, not because I was like, hey, this is the greatest thing in the world, which it turned out to be really good. Uh, it was because I had music that my brother had given me that was mine. And it was, it was a... Uh, it's a starting point in uh, what came. In between that, still borrowing his albums, still listening to, uh, you know, Chicago before I went out on a date, um, which I did. I believe that brought me on to be able in the mid to late 80s. After I graduated high school, my brother was off in college. Um, or, and it moved out and stuff, uh, before I was, you know, the last couple of years of high school when I was in there with, without any of my siblings, you know, it let me become my own person, uh, because of that and knowing the basis of where the music came from, you know, I, I was able to, to find the police, REM, uh, I don't know, name a few, the Smiths, Violet Films, uh, U2, Journey, of course, you know, Journey was with my brother. I, we both had that. Uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain, that, those, those type of groups that, uh, that defined the late 80s to me, you know, the, 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 the post punk rock, the, uh, stuff right before grunge, the, the college alternative music, uh, and not always the pop stuff. Love the pop stuff still listen to it. Uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd just like to say, uh, if my brother ever does listen to the uh, podcast, thanks. Uh, 
I don't know if I'd ever been here, music-wise, without stealing your albums at times, or without you giving me a couple of those albums. So, uh, probably, honestly, mostly the ones I stole. So, I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, guys, uh, that is my story uh, in a small, condensed version into uh into my music and why I am what I am and why I believe some of the 80s Gen Xers are what they are it's all influenced by that music I believe or a lot of it so uh I I'll probably down the road I think I'm having and it'll be a while but uh there's gonna be a whole thing about Gen X in the 80s of why that's a its own little subsection and uh and about it so what a big thing about one of the things about the music the reason i think some of that music is still stuck around is uh is music streaming you know i talked earlier about you know the the 50s 30 years later you couldn't hear it uh it and how something didn't define. I, I still think the music uh, in the 80s, those people, music did mean a little more. Um, but I think it was able to be kept going uh, because we had a place to go go hear it uh, eventually. Uh, when music streaming started coming, I mean, every time we wanted something, uh, we had to go into the, the record store and that type of thing. And, and that's not unusual. That's what everybody had to do. But as you get older and as time passes, those albums and cassettes, uh, they get old and they stop working. I've got a, a bunch of albums downstairs in my basement that I, that I listen to on my little turntable I've bought. And it's still great to hear the old albums. It's still great to hear the crackles and stuff like that. But those records weren't meant to hang out for 35, 40 years. So, you know, as that goes down, plus you can't show anybody. You can't, you can't hear it in the mall and think about it. Uh, you can't drive around in your car and say, hey, kids, listen, this is what I listen to. That type of thing. Uh, and streaming music has allowed that to happen. I mean, I, you can go on there right now and type in any genre. You all know this. And uh, I honestly believe that that's why music is making that that, that turn, that change is because of streaming. It's going to be here. Uh, if, if you find something you like, uh, you can just listen to it forever. Uh, and you're not having to, okay, I'm going to listen to it. And this is the greatest thing in the world. But it, it's only going to be on the radio for three or four or five months. And it'll be gone unless I buy an album for it or a CD for it or, you know, the hard copy. Uh, instead, you pay, you know, six, seven bucks a month and any type of music you want is there. Any specific song you want is there forever. So it keeps that around. Sometimes it keeps you from uh, from uh, learning new new groups, new genres out there. I've, I've got to watch that myself. Sometimes I specifically uh, ask for something for my kids so I can, you know, just see what's going on out there. But, uh. But streaming, especially for Gen X, I've seen it. I really think it's a big deal.
and I think kids uh kids of nowadays will will never know why streaming is as important you know and and I'll have that probably is one reason why it's not as big of a deal for some of the uh, the the generation now it's because it's not something that's going to go away anytime they want it it's there uh I'm not saying one's better than the other each one's got its advantages as I you know pointed out but uh all right guys that's going to about do it for me uh for me today uh hope you stuck around didn't get too bored with me just sitting here talking uh about the music of the the of the eighties and how I how I came along and uh how music became something to me. But join me next week. Uh we're gonna have something a little different. Uh probably gonna have a guest on. And that move around a little quicker. I think it's gonna be really, really interesting. So uh join me next week. Uh Monday uh should have it out. Uh, and until then, y'all take care of yourselves.